from the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press, roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Well, TGIF, <laughs> and thanks for coming in. This is Meet the Movie Press. I am Mark Riley, editor-in-chief of schmoesknow.com. Back from a little bit of a break. Thanks for... Uh, all the kind wishes last week. We were we were busy last week. Jeff was sick. I was busy. And then Jeff Snyder has jury duty. So he's Sorry. gone. But uh, his loss is my gain because <laughs> look who's here. Mary Jedekin, everyone. Film reporter. She is here. Thank God. Uh, you come in <laughs> to save me and uh, be my guest co-host. How are you? My pleasure. It's great to be here. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, I sound a bit nasally. I'm get- I myself am getting over like my 11th illness of the season. Yeah, I think it's been going around. I had it for like three weeks mm-hmm. and it just went, it, it, it was like luggage. It just <laughs> like, you just carried it around everywhere yeah. and it was awful. So, but God, thank you for coming. I mean, we've been trying to get Miri on the show and Jeff was so excited. Oh. You know, I know you guys go out, go ahead and tweet. Uh, at the Inn Snyder because he's uh, he's sitting at jury duty right now. He is not liking it. No, it sucks. He, he's he's very he's very vocal on Twitter. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Jeff Snyder, no, film reporter for the he's Rap. The Inn Snyder. He is he's not just Jeff Snyder. He's not. He's, he's so the Inn Snyder. He is so inside that they created an, uh, an Inn Snyder. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's doing well. But uh, thanks guys for as always joining us here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Uh, if you haven't already uh, rated uh, and commented and subscribed, that was it keeps the lights on here. So it's a very, very busy uh, Meet the Movie Press this week because, geez, we had a lot of news break. Huge. Um, I mean, we had – I mean, we're going to get into it, guys, and I'm seeing you right here on the live chat. Guys, go ahead and drop in there on uh, YouTube slash uh, – YouTube.com forward slash Popcorn Talk. You can jump in on the live chat here. Drop in what you guys want to talk about because there is a lot going on. Yep. We got Star Wars news, Ghostbusters news, yep. Dumbo news which we'll talk about uh we're gonna do a hopeful news break which not uh, dumbo the neighborhood in new york no oh, is there a neighborhood in new york name? down under the manhattan bridge overpass <laughs> i see wow i lived in new york for a spell i was just I gonna think say it's manhattan bridge no what is it i don't know yeah correct me uh, correct me yeah people. uh you guys out there uh, watching live or gonna watch <laughs> later you know tweet mary jettikin what, what what's your twitter I'm handle? at mary the jedi which I love that Twitter handle. Thank it's you. so perfect. It's I mean, been my, you know, I've been called the Jedi since I was like a child because my last name is Jedikin. I know, so right? It's like a natural Jed Jedi. Well, it, so. it fits. I mean, you are oh, a Jedi master you. when it comes. Well. To, nice segue into here. It's like <laughs> I'm going to now interview Mary about how you started here. So you lived uh-huh. in New York. So wait, well, let's let's go back. Former life. That's your former life mm-hmm. and former I life. Still being... feel like a Padawan. I don't think I'm quite master yet. Uh, I'm going to call you master. Okay, I'm, I'll I, take it. I maybe I'm a just a Jedi Knight. I don't know. Well, let's let's be <laughs> both masters okay. of what we do. So where did you? Okay, okay yeah. So uh, how did you get here? How did you end up in L.A.? Uh, well, I first visited LA. Uh, it was a graduation gift from my mom and dad. My brother was living in San Francisco Ooh, okay. and uh, they sent me down there as like a gift for graduating university with honors with do- doing really well. Great. And where'd you go? Uh, I went to McGill University. 
the Harvard know. of Canada, so they call it. It's not the, <laughs> the Harvard, Harvard of Canada, but for some weird reason, it has that reputation. Okay. It's a good school. Yeah. Um, but it's it was my local alma mater. I mean, it's my local school in So Montreal. you're from Canada. I didn't know that. I'm Canadian. I'm from oh. Montreal, born okay. and raised. And I go. went to my local school. Also, everyone in my family went to McGill, so we're like a McGill family. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I came down to visit my brother and we went down to LA for like three or four days. It was my first time in Los Angeles. I think I was, you know, 19 or 20 or however old I was. Yeah. And I just came here and I was like, I, I need to live here and this is it. Yeah. Not because of anything related necessarily to the film business, but just because first of all, there's no winter. Huge. No, there's not, guys. And for <laughs> there's all no winter. You, it is 75 degrees right now. Yeah, and it's going to go to 80 degrees. I mean, I'm going home to work, and I'm going to yeah. open up my my windows and and just enjoy the weather mm-hmm. because it is pretty fantastic lately. Yeah. Um, it's been great. So there's no winter. I loved the fact that I was coming from when you grow up in Montreal and you're an English speaking Montrealer, which means it's your first language, not French. Okay. It's a very tiny community, and I just felt like I needed to be a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. Um, not that I was a big fish in a small pond, but I just felt like I wanted to be anonymous. I didn't want anyone to kind of know. I wanted to kind of just, you know, I was young. I wanted to explore my identity in a new place. Absolutely. So, uh, so I moved to LA. Uh, I actually started out in fashion. I did a, really? when I finished my bachelor's, I did a degree in fashion design. Nice. What was your major to begin with? <clears throat> Cultural studies and like media theory, critical Ooh. theory. It's a, it's basically like film, but it's a little broader than film. I studied a lot of film, yeah. um, but I also studied critical theory and, and, you know, basically learning how to think critically. That so. sounds like a, that's an interesting major. Uh, it was a great major. Far more it. interesting and important than my theater major from <laughs> USC, which tra- uh, trained me for nothing except for maybe <laughs> sit here and, and actually be comfortable behind a microphone. Um, uh, but I'm sure it gave you more than that. It, you know what? I, I joke about my theater major and, mm-hmm. and I go back to the words that my dad uh, d- told me when he found out I was going to be a theater major. I believe it was, what the holy shit? <laughs> And, uh, and he was like, uh, you know, and then he would send me clippings from SAG of like what actors made versus, you know, and he would highlight 10% don't make it or, or make it or whatever it is. I'm like, dad, I'm going to keep doing this. Anyways, uh, I'm just getting way off topic. No, it's um, good. So, okay, so you major, uh, that. So I, I did another degree in, like a, a associate's degree. And then okay. I was in, I was in the fashion industry for a while. I, I worked in brand management and PR and I was in PR for a long time. And then I kind of switched out of fashion into more lifestyle. And all the time, every time I interfaced with journalists or worked with people who were doing what I do now, I always thought like, I really need to kind of be doing that. Yeah. I need to kind of do that more. And it's funny when I graduated university, it was was a long time ago, but it was, it was a different world. The internet was a different space. Video on the internet was a very new thing. It was not the kind of, uh, focus on popular culture and, and film the way it is now wasn't as accessible. Being a journalist was not as accessible a career. No. Um, it was really, you know, the written word or you were like an anchor. And yeah. there was really not a lot of uh, space for like an entertainment journalist that doesn't want to talk about celebrity. Right. So, and, and that's still kind of the case, but it's changed a lot. And so I kind of shied away from really f- focusing on a journalism career or a film career. Um, and then I, met a I, I met somebody who was working at Current. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys I remember, remember Current. Current. Yeah. But we were chatting late into the night over a few whiskeys and, and nice. he was like, What are you doing with <laughs> yourself? Like why are you not on camera? You should be on camera. And I was like, I don't know. You make it sound like I should, you know, 
I should go buy a coffee. Like he made it sound so easy. And he's like, well, we have some openings at current on the dot com side to oh. do some online content editing. And okay. so he brought me in to do that. And then I kind of became like a, a, a community web person okay. where I would interface with the community doing videos, like doing little nice. webcam kind of things. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, see, I remember Current. That's where the Schmoes started, too, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Mark and, and Christian did a couple things yeah, on there. Yeah, and Rotten Tomatoes had a show Rotten on there. Rotten Tomatoes, and, yeah. So that's kind of – that was a, a long time ago now, but that's kind of where I started yeah. to – you know, I, I created a blog. I had a blog called Miripedia for a while. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like I, that. And I, and I was – it was just all about everything. It was just my own personal. It wasn't necessarily about film. And mm-hmm. um, then I went uh, – I did that for a while. And then while I was doing that, I was approached by uh, the – president of greedy productions which is the canadian company that produces electric playground oh, and yeah. movies on the run yeah and he approached me because they were going from weekly to daily um and needed somebody in la on the ground to help expand their content beyond video games okay so i did that for about five years i worked wow. for him i was a host i was a producer i was a writer i was a researcher yeah i um was sales and marketing. I did I, it all. I met all the studios. I started doing junkets for them. I started doing red carpets. I started building those relationships. Yeah. And it was very worthwhile. It was a wonderful experience. Um, and then after five years, I kind of moved on and I went to AMC. There you go. So here I am. And now long and storied. Yeah, no, but it, it, it sounds so interesting. Mm. I love your major. First of all, I yeah. love that you started in fashion and you know, I started in acting didn't really go anywhere. I think I had one line on General Hospital and then I gave it up after that and then started writing and yeah. just kind of by accident here. I mean, it's mm-hmm. amazing LA to me is that so many people come here, like you mentioned, wanting to kind of see what LA is like. And I mean, I grew up in Orange County, so very, very close. I would, I was up in LA, but to come from USC into this yeah. world and then I, I look now, we were talking about our mutual friend, Sasha Pearl Raver. Yeah. Like I went to USC with her actually. Love her. And, uh, Sasha. yeah, Sasha, I don't know if you're listening, uh, long time, no chat. We're going to have to get you on here. Yeah, she, um, she'd be probably the best guest you'll ever have. I know she's killing it on FX. I mean, yeah, it's like great. every weekend I'm watching like Iron Man three or something and she's doing the commentary. I know, you she's know, she's so great. She's great. Um, I love her. I but love you, Sasha. I love meeting all these people <laughs> that just kind of come from all these different walks yeah. of life. And you end up here because I want to get to it. You're a movie fan. Oh, yeah. Since, I mean, this is what I really should have started with is yeah. that my earliest memories are sitting in front of the TV in our basement watching the same movies over and over until I wore out the VHS tapes. I'm, like, I, I'm I actually so couldn't you. watch them anymore. Oh, yeah. And I did that parents, with my Superman yeah. VHS. It was gone. I remember, I remember watching it probably for the, um, I don't know, 200th time mm-hmm. on my VHS. And I, you remember that sound when it would eat the tape? Oh, yeah. just, oh that's such and a sad. And I'm like, ah, no, what do I do? And I was like, calm down, calm down here. Your toys. Such a sad, sad sound. I know it really is. But yeah, I've loved movies my whole life. And, and you know, what I studied in in college was really my true love. And Mm -hmm. and I think I spent most of my twenties kind of trying to get back to that place. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm excited because, you know, we live in a world where I can do different things for different outlets and, yeah, talk about movies in different ways, and I think it's. Uh, I think we're in an exciting time for for film journalism. I think things are changing, and you know, we were talking last night about distribution of films and how right. it's all disruptive and everything's changing. And I think I think that's true for all content. So yeah, it's going to forever change. Uh, it, I mean, nothing's going to stay the same, and and these trends. You know, right now we're in the 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 golden age of the comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would even say the golden age of Star Wars. 
now with all this stuff. And we'll, we'll get to this news here. I love yeah. having this conversation to start because we are all <clears throat> film lovers. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. What's your favorite genre of film? Oh, that's a tough one. I know. I, I don't I, think I could answer that. <laughs> well, I love uh, psychological thrillers. Mm, they're yeah. not hard, They're not easy to find anymore. It's not no. a genre that people are making. Same for Westerns. I love Westerns. Yeah. I love... I love movies that, uh, and then this is multiple genres, but I, I like any movie that explores the human condition in a way that feels compelling and yeah. real and multidimensional. So I immediately started thinking about Prisoners. Did you like yeah, that movie? Yeah, it's a great movie. God, I love that movie, and I'm so happy. We were just talking about it last night. Too. We were, mm-hmm. and uh, because uh, I, I'm going to butcher his name, Villeneuve. 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 Thank you. Didn't you butcher That's, it. Okay. Well, That's I just I, I can mimic, so I can just go <laughs> off of what you said, but. The fact that he's doing Blade Runner 2 is pretty amazing. I, I mean, I wasn't too excited about it. I was like, ah, oh, really? We're going to do Blade Runner 2? Because that's a perfect sci-fi movie for perfect, me. And it's a perfect noir film. And it's a, yeah, exactly. It's noir. It's it so is beautiful. noir. See that movie if you haven't yet. Yeah, and uh, it, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that I, I believe Mark Ellis hasn't seen Blade Runner yet. And we were like, uh, oh. get out. You're fired. <laughs> I'll watch it with you, Ellis. There you go. See? It's a great film. I'll watch it any day of the week and twice I, on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's, so I'm just very excited for that. But yeah, that's, I love those movies. Uh, we need more of those movies. I mm-hmm. love those movies and westerns. I probably everywhere men just perked to attention, went, damn it, Mary's married. And I can't <laughs> uh, love her because she loves westerns. I mean, I know, God, we, we ran something on, uh, schmoesno.com a couple weeks ago. George McCann, a guest uh, contributor wrote, mm-hmm. you know, is the western dead can we can we get back to that uh, i think it's cyclical i think the western might be just in a fallow period right now i yeah. think i don't know that there's a lot of room westerns just haven't been making money and that's the bottom line and i think yeah. you know studios and, and independent financiers and production companies all have to ha- they have a bottom line that they have to answer to yeah um there have been some great recent westerns i mean maybe not so recent but yeah. Contemporary. I mean, I thought 310 to Yuma was great. I was just going to say, I love that. And mm-hmm. I, and I wish Ben Foster was around more. Yeah. Um, he's, he's well, a good, he's a good Western kind of guy. He is. He is. Well, what do you think of Magnificent Seven uh, reboot? I mean, um, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of reboots and remakes, especially in this age where I feel like everything is up for grabs. Right. But, if it's good and it reinvigorates the genre and gets more people interested in it that haven't been growing up on westerns and things, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. In a lot of ways, Star Wars isn't a, a western. It really you is. You know, even down to the tropes of like the you know the the, the bad guy wears all black and yeah. you know what I mean. Like there's 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 a lot of uh, western themes in in Star Wars. So yeah. if you're a fan of Star Wars and you haven't really watched any westerns. My favorite's High Noon. I love that. I love that that's, Western. Yeah, I think that's, it's a masterpiece. That's one of my favorites. My favorite of all time is Tombstone. Yeah, that's a great. See, that's I a mean, good, more more modern one. That's a that's modern great. one, and and one that I keep going back to. It's it's it's. I share this love with my father. Like yeah. he he just. All I have to do is go. I'm your Huckleberry, and he I goes. Ah, I love that. I need to rewatch that movie. It's uh, been a while. I just rewatched Wyatt Earp recently, and it was so good. I yeah, mean, Wyatt Earp's good. I, I mean, just like Gene Hackman. Yeah, well, Gene Hackman. I mean, God, Unforgiven. Please come out of retirement, Gene Hackman. I know. I heard. I had a <laughs> Unforgiven. Yeah. I heard. Hey. Oh, no, it was Unforgiven that I watched. Sorry, not Un- Wyatt Earp. That's Wy- the okay, one I was Unforgiven. Of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know why I said Wyatt Earp? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unforgiven's great. I know. I love that movie. So, and yeah, you guys. Listen to uh, Mary the Jedi here because she is so right when it comes to like I love getting the different layers of Star Wars like mm. that you see it's yeah it's based on 
you know, Flash Gordon serials. It's 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 a western. It's a space opera. It's fantasy. It's everything. Yeah. And John Carter from Mars Two, I think, might have been a the, not the obviously the new movie, but but what the, the book. movies made the book. I think influenced like every sci fi director. Absolutely, ever. absolutely. Well, guys, I see you just going in here. Oh yeah, you got him talking Rio Bravo. Oh, Christopher yeah, Skalicki, my uh, my contributing uh, writer on Schmozen.com, Rio Bravo, The Searchers, Magnificent Seven, The Man see? Who Shot Liberty Valens. Oh, I could go me. on and on. He's so chills. right. Yeah, I know. Those are all great. Those are all, you know, the, probably the top 10 in the top 10 list, all of those. Yeah. Oh, and uh, 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 Alberto Heisenberg. Mm. I love your name, dude. Uh, with the uh, Luke Skywalker and Yoda uh, picture. True Grit, Django Unchained, of course. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So, guys. Django is a great call actually for a modern day western and you know if there's any director that's poised to reinvigorate like i said the genre it would be quentin well it's interesting too that quentin tarantino made django and then he's kind of jumped around Mm -hmm. in the in the kind of the period pieces he Mm -hmm. did glorious bastards obviously uh kill bill and all these kind of things and And then he's coming up with yeah hateful eight Mm -hmm. he's going right into another western so thank god for that i love that we're talking about westerns yeah this is just this is what happens when you know you get a guest co-host and you just kind of shoot from the hip mm-hmm. hey like a western shoot from the exactly. hey okay good um so here's a quick question yes In the please. uh man with no name trilogy which one's your favorite i don't fistful of dollars for a few dollars more or the good the bad and the ugly. no good bad and the ugly it's your favorite absolutely you know what's funny I think for a few dollars more is my favorite. Really? Yeah. See, it's I, weird. I always said good, bad, and the ugly, and then I rewatched them a few years ago, and I was like, you know what? I think the middle yeah. is actually... It, it tends to be that way, yeah. but I haven't seen... I mean, I just... The reason I say good, bad, and the ugly is because I actually saw it like three weeks ago or something okay. like that, so it's so, very it's fresh, so and I haven't seen the other two in probably 20 years. I have the box set, okay. if you want to borrow it. <laughs> I, I think we do need to borrow it. We were just chatting off air that we're going to be somewhat neighbors. Yeah. So um, I think, uh, I think you know, my girlfriend needs to catch up on these Westerns, so maybe we'll have a, a movie night uh, somewhere in the South right. Bay or, or in the area where I'm going to be living is uh, right on the beach, so... We're going to do something rad. So, guys, I think we need to do something. I don't know if you guys back there in the booth know about this hopeful news break that we do. There's a little jangle we have. So let's do hopeful news break. Hopeful news break. Do we have it? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. It is time for hopeful news break. That's right. I love the music. So, Mary, I don't know if you know about this. Every Wednesday and Thursday, we go to the Facebook page, Meet the Movie Press, on the Popcorn Talk Network. And I asked the fans, what do you want to hear break in this news? And a lot of people were wanting the Star Wars spinoff news. Mm-hmm. So we got that. And we're going to get into that. But So what we do is, based on what's out there, the rumors, what's kind of, you know, everybody's hearing, what could potentially break, I say, what do you want to hear about? What do you guys want to know? And so they just drop in. I mean, they love this. They go crazy. So we talk about a few of them, and then we cool. kind of, you know, we go back and forth. Can this happen? Or, you know, some sometimes it. it's a little bit out of left field. You know, they want maybe Tobey Maguire to come back as Spider-Man. And right. you're like, eh, probably not happening. But I just wanted to go into this because this one's great. Dennis Sace. And, and already I'm going to butcher all of your names. I apologize. You guys are so rad because you, <laughs> you, you drop in so many and then I butcher your name. So Dennis Sassy, S-A-S-S-E. Come on, you. Sassy? Sassy. Dennis. Did I get I, it right? Tell I me hope, if I got it right. Yeah, I think he, I, 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 I hope you're not mad at us, Dennis. But anyways, he says the possibility of M. Night Shyamalan doing Unbreakable 2 and 3. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Patton Oswalt 
went on Screen Junkies, our friend Screen Junkies, and he pitched his uh, Unbreakable 2 sequel and 3, mm-hmm. making it a trilogy, making it basically like uh, Bruce Willis's character uh, starts to find other Unbreakables out there in the world and does like a Justice League with them. And Ew. he actually takes pieces from Unbreakable and says, if you look at when Mr. Glass, Samuel L. Jackson's character, mm-hmm. he froze, or Screen Junkies helped him with this, froze like the articles and you can see that, like, you know, you've seen Unbreakable, I mm-hmm. assume. Okay, so at the end, guys, spoiler alert, who hasn't seen Unbreakable, so get over yourself if you haven't, and I'll ruin <laughs> it for you. Spoiler alert. Um, but, he, you know, he creates all these disasters and finds Bruce Willis's character. The name is escaping me. Guys, if you're on the live chat, please correct remember. me. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. I know. So, uh, but in those articles, there are little, just little throwaways where it's like a child is the only survivor of this like mudslide or oh, like another Easter person. Eggs, yeah, yeah, little Easter eggs maybe. And so Patton Oswalt, brilliant as he is, picks up on that and goes, so there are others out there. He's going to go around and he's going to collect all these and they're going to make the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And that's like part two. And then, you know, uh, part three is something like Samuel Jackson's get gets the blood from Bruce Willis, injection himself, is able to heal himself and then become unbreakable himself. It's so cool. So... Is it a possibility that we can get an Unbreakable 2 and a 3? What do you think? I sadly don't think it's... I mean, I think anything is possible. I don't anything think it's, is possible. I don't think it's probable. Yeah. For the simple reason that I don't think there's a lot of love for M. Night Shyamalan right now because his movies have not been performing well. They haven't nope. been received well by critics. Right. As much as I love the idea and I love Patton Oswalt for coming up with it. And mm-hmm. I also think, you know, out of all of his films... For sure, Unbreakable is probably the one you could expand for all these reasons. I just don't, I don't see it happening when there's so much reliance by studios on previously existing worlds and universes, even Ghostbusters, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk you about know, that. That's, that has legacy. I mean, there's Ghostbusters comic books, there's Ghostbusters lore. So yeah. there's stuff to pull from. With right. Unbreakable, all you have is that one movie yeah. and then not really much else. So it's, it's a tricky thing to kind of have to build out. And yeah. also it came out a long time ago. So a lot of people aren't even familiar with it. It right. might be confusing to people. It's kind of a cult classic right yeah. now because it didn't do too well, which is interesting yeah. because coming off of Sixth Sense, was Unbreakable. Personally, Unbreakable is is my favorite Am- mm. M. Night movie. I think it's far superior than all of his movies, even Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I totally agree with you. Now, my question is, because of M. Night's slide recently, do you think he's going to try? Because he tweeted out right after that. He, might, he mean, said, he said, oh, I, I need to invite Patton over to help me with uh, these sequels. And not a lot of people picked up on it. I think it was a tongue-in-cheek. I don't right. think he's doing that. He's working on a television show. He's probably working on Last Airbender 2, for all I know. I don't know. But Please don't. Uh, yeah, please stop right now. I'm <laughs> kidding. That's kidding. Um, yeah, but do you think uh, uh, M. Night might look at that? It, it's somewhat of a brand. It would be I get cool. It. I mean, I think it would be a risk. It would be a risk, Financially, for producers and studios that are very risk adverse these days because you know we were talking about this last night on the show that there's been so many shakeups in the industry that yeah. that's why you're seeing so many reboots and remakes people want to bet on a somewhat of a sure thing and yeah. build on legacy I mean it, it would be interesting to see it would be interesting I'd be to open see. to it I just think it would be tricky for the reasons I said and, and probably more reasons I'm not thinking of well right I now. think you're you hit it right on the nose with the how long it's been mm. it's it it's 
too long, I think. I really at, do. Yeah. Like, even Dumb and Dumber 2, I think, suffered for people being like, huh? Yeah. This movie came out so long ago. Well, even, yeah, my girlfriend, she she didn't really hit that <clears throat> that age with Dumb and Dumber. And so when when I was, like, forcing Dumb and Dumber 2 on her, she's like, I don't even remember the first one. Yeah. And I was like, how dare you? But then we watched Dumb and Dumber 2. should have just given her an IOU. Yeah. I know That's that. a $250,000 IOU. <laughs> Might not want to hold on to that one. That. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, okay. so... Yeah, I, I I personally, as a fan of the Unbreakable movie, I would love to see it, but I don't know if it would happen. And again, going back to where M. Night is creatively, mm-hmm. I don't know. If, uh, bring in Patton Oswalt to write it, and then then we'll talk. And then it would be really funny. And then it would be funny, and then Star oh, Wars I characters show up. I just want to see Ratatouille, too. I just want Patton back for that. I love Ratatouille. I, I think know. it's one of my favorite Pixar films. And so. Brad Bird. I mean, come on. I He's, know. And Tomorrowland, but we got Tomorrowland coming. I can't wait to see. I mean, that trailer is like, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm I'm so in. You guys, what did you think about the Tomorrowland trailer? What did you guys think? I'm so curious because I feel like there have been people that are like, meh. Yeah, and you know, I've I've actually gone. We're going to segue a bit onto Tomorrowland. This is what I love about this show. There's (laughs) so much going out there because again, we had so many news. We had the the Tomorrowland uh, trailer that dropped. You know what? I am going to call it right there. Let's talk about Tomorrowland. Uh, guys, that was hopeful news break. We have so many. I could I could go on. Maybe we'll try to grab one at the end. But mm-hmm. thank you guys. Every Thursday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, drop in your hopeful news break. You don't need my prompt. Just do it. Let me know what you're thinking, what you hope to see, and let's talk about Tomorrowland because this trailer. Let's start it out because this was a very busy news break uh, news week. Mm-hmm. I kept my ass pretty busy just like oh my god you know geez know. what is stop it stop it it's like i need to look up from my phone i know and twitter you know it's, it's like i need to stop so looking yeah so you think tomorrowland do you think people are 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 not into it i mean guys i want to hear your thoughts go on the live chat drop in your thoughts tomorrowland yay nay were you uh, are you like totally into it now i saw the first one yeah was it the teaser yeah it was just, a teaser yeah last, just the last year just the flash where mm-hmm. she touches it and i was like oh god that's neat Love it. Um, I will, and I'll, I'll, also I'll start with this. Um, I love that we're getting a strong female character in the lead yeah. of this. Um, Thank you. No, I, I do. We, we need more of that. I, I agree. I, and I was a little mm-hmm. upset that the poster didn't have her in it. And I think, I think Disney realized, I think there was a big outcry for that. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer comes and she's, all over it. She looks fantastic. Do you, I can't remember her name. I can't either. I just um, think it's cool that she's an unknown relatively. And that's what here I love. she is doing this giant studio movie with George Clooney. And it's got huge budget, you know, major VFX. It's a, you know, epic story. Yeah. Um, that's one of the many reasons I'm excited for Tomorrowland. I'm excited for the whole Disney aspect of the film that they went and shot at Disneyland. And oh wow, I love I love. There's so many elements of the film that I, I think it was on my most anticipated list, or if not, it was very close. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely one I can't wait to watch. I would say now it's my number three. Oh, um, behind Star Wars and Avengers because I'm the biggest geek in the world. You are a geek. That's cool. Yeah. No, I mean I Star Wars. I, I think Hateful Eight and The Revenant are my. Those are in the, top that's two. that would round out my top five. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, The Revenant, especially. I can't wait for Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Holy shit, guys! Sorry. Hopefully, Leonardo Ca- Leonardo DiCaprio's man bun maybe <laughs> won't make it in, but I think the beard. The beard is going to be. The beard's going to be front and center. Yeah, that that picture of him with like uh, with the rifle. I mean, he survives and, a bear attack. He needs a beard. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course he needs that beard to you know. Like, hopefully, it's like. Nice and scruffy enough, mm-hmm. so it, like just kind of the the claws bounce off of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, Tomorrowland. This trailer breaks, and my managing editor 
Every second that ticks by, the future. See, look at us. We just go. Yeah. Look how beautiful. So, guys, this trailer is running. It's just so beautiful looking. The actress who plays, she looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the story sounds fantastic. Did you hear about? There's a big. There's there's a big spoiler that dropped, and Disney uh, tried to stop it and pulled the embeds. The Japanese trailer comes out and pretty much reveals a huge part of this movie. Ugh, I, I hate that. I did find out, and I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. Don't I tell think, me. Cause I didn't see it. Yeah, I think they want to to keep this under under wraps, but it's very interesting. And how it all ties together, I, I just yeah. love it. So, guys, let me let me uh, jump in on this here, uh, this live I, chat. I have yep. to say, while you're jumping in the live chat, one mm-hmm. of the things that bugs me, one of my peeves as a movie journalist and a person that loves film, is just how how much teasers and trailers have become part of the conversation. I I, I think it's cool, but I also think because. Studios have to sell movies. Sometimes they just give everything away, and there's so many trailers. Like, I'm done with Ultron. Like, I love the Avengers. I don't want to see anything else. I, I'm so with you. And I feel like it's it it does kind of dampen the experience, because I remember as a child going to see a movie and getting one commercial yeah. and one trailer, and that was it for, that like, it. six months. You go see the movie. When there's a twist, you're not seeing it coming. Now it's very different. It's, it changes the way we watch movies. And yeah. I think it's not always a good thing. So. Yeah, and I'm worried because now we're getting close to Avengers, and you bring up a really good point. We're getting close to Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. We've already got, what, three trailers or two trailers yeah, or like a teaser and, and then a big two trailers. And then okay. there was a commercial spot. I then mean, the commercial. Was a lot of the that's that's my point. We're going to start to get these commercials, and I think about the original Avengers when they show Hulk jumping and saving Tony Stark. That yeah. was the last scene in the movie. Yeah. That was a big... What if we didn't see that? Christian Harloff, uh, rightfully so, brings this up uh, a couple times uh, when we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. If you saw Tony Stark taking the missile into the portal and blah, 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 and then he's falling, and we didn't see that Hulk scene. You don't know m- if he's alive or dead. Yeah, that might have been a, a little bit more of a powerful moment. Yeah. And I hope they just, yeah, we're done, guys. Avengers, everybody's going to see it. You could just give us one trailer. Yeah. Everybody's going to go see Avengers. Hey, look at that. What are we doing here? <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Oh man, the live chat. It's got all the bells and whistles. Riley knows the ending to Terminator Genesis. L O L. You mean Genesis? Uh, Gen- That's what Genesis. Ar- Alberto Heisenberg. Yeah, Genesis, I, d- I, I do know the ending to Terminator Genesis. I have a very, very good source uh, on, on the matter. I did not ruin it for, I did not post an article. We talked about it here. I'm just going to move on from that. We're not going to talk about it. So, guys, everybody's saying tomorrow, uh, Tomorrowland trailer, it's okay. But I hope the movie is better than the trailer, says uh, Mladen Kulik. I'm again butchering all your names. Okay, I, I, that's fair. I, uh, that's fair. I totally feel that because I think one of the things about the trailer, and this is again the danger with trailers, is it wants to show you a lot of the flash and the effects, yeah, yeah. and not it doesn't really delve into character very much. Doesn't mm-hmm. really delve into, which is also a good thing. So maybe let's hold out hope that the movie is better than the trailer. You know, absolutely. I mean, I think I was blown away by the trailer and the, the it's set up beautifully. I think mm-hmm. with um, and again, I'm going to the actress because how dare I not know this? Oh, I this forget is, everything. This all is the time. so horrible. Britt Robertson mm-hmm. as Casey Newton. Yeah, she looks fantastic. So it got me. It pulled me in with mm-hmm. the, her touching the, the thing, and then we kind of build. But then we did get all the bells and whistles. We we saw what Tomorrowland looks like. Guys mm-hmm. in jetpacks. We got a, a, a exploding flying uh, bathtub, which was pretty awesome. But okay, that's it. That's all I need. I'm I'm sold. You know why? Because it's Brad Bird. And it's a Disney, you know, Disney's on a tear lately, so this is great. So, guys, let's now 
Let's shift. I want to talk about Ghostbusters. What the hell is going on with Ghostbusters? What do you think of this shared universe? So, guys, I don't know if you're familiar uh, as we talk about uh, Ghostbusters, the shared universe on Meet the Movie Press here on Popcorn Top Network. We got a shared universe coming. Uh, We have another one. Yeah, another one. (laughs) Another shared universe. We we touched on it last night. I totally agree with this. Christian Harloff mentioned it. Are we getting these shared universes because Marvel started it and it's and it's it's cool? And it's the popular way to go. It makes money. It's making money. We, we've heard that, sorry, no, they have been developing this. Ivan Reitman is on to do this with Dan Aykroyd. We got Channing Tatum and rumored Chris Pratt wanting to team up, be Ghostbusters, uh, tie it into the, the, the Paul Feig movie with all the women. I love that idea. I am not, I, I do not think there's enough to go off of in the Ghostbusters universe mm. to create a shared universe. There is no Dana. There only is, Zool. Only Zool. I mean, only Zool. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think it's almost premature. Like, if they're going to announce a shared universe, do it after this Ghostbusters reboot thank does you. well. Thank you. Um, I do. I I was happy about the news with the cast. Yeah. Not only because it's nice to see you know a reboot with four women. I'm a woman. I totally like to agree. see other women on screen. Totally just agree. The, yep. You know, the same way anybody wants to be able to relate to the characters they see on screen. But it's also these particular four women are among the most talented comedic actresses out there. Yeah. I'm excited to see their chemistry because obviously they got they got brought together because they work well as a team. Right. Um, and I think it's an interesting way to reboot. But a shared universe to me sounds a bit premature. As much as I love Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt and would love to see them together in this kind of a vehicle, I don't yeah. know that it's right to mention it right this second. Right. And it's, it's really, I mean, you're really only going off of one movie. I mean, yeah. Ghostbusters 2 was, I still enjoy it a lot, yeah. but you know, it obviously it didn't. Was that the one with the MC Hammer song? Or was too legit? Was too, too legit, legit to go- in no, Ghostbusters. What was no. this, what was the song? There was like a big song. I don't know if you guys in the chat can. I think it was Bobby Brown. Oh, it was Bobby Brown. Yeah, that's right. they do what they want to do. Say what yeah, they want. Yeah, yeah, what? that's it. No, that was the Adams Family. Oh what yeah, the you're right. Hell am that I was thinking? the Adams Family. Uh, it's yeah, on Bobby Brown own. on our own. That's yeah, that's what it was. And I guess we're gonna yeah, that's... have to take control. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, the yeah, house in it, days. Yeah, I know, right? I yeah, I'm not crazy about the shared universe. It, it is premature. It does feel like premature. It does feel like, hey, I, I'm seeing you guys. I think Ghostbusters shared universe is a little stupid. So Sony is <laughs> awful. Yeah, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, Sony needs to know that they need something first before continuing. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that's you guys know it. You know, I think it's it's just too early. I think I'd like to see this ghost. But I think the, this announcement was big enough. It was a huge bold change to bring women into parts that are known to be you know these are traditionally male roles from the right. first film and. I think just let that breathe. And I feel like this is true for a lot of news in general Uh, around movies. Please say this because I know – I think I know where you're going with this. Well, I just feel like, you know, I think what Marvel is doing is brilliant. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about this last night and Christian and I talk about this all the time, how Disney, they're just geniuses at making a shared universe work. But they've been building this for a decade. Yeah. So they've had a lot of time to build the universe. And now I feel – even with DC, and I'm the first person to say I have huge expectations and I and confidence in Batman v Superman. I think Me it's going to be great. I think so too. Um, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um, and I'm hopeful for them to build out the universe because DC is filled with such amazing characters. Yep. Um, but but again, they they have a lot of catch up to do. Yeah. So I think announcing a shared universe 
for something that's just based off one film. And I know there have been, like I said earlier, a lot of comic books and a lot of things that, sure. have, that have come out and been spawned from Ghostbusters. I still feel like everyone's kind of like, we're announcing the entire universe for the next 30 years. And you're just like, whoa, let's just... Yeah. Just take it one step Pump at a time. Because Marvel did take it one step at a time. They didn't announce phase three when they were coming out with Iron Man. Like, it was a whole other thing. So. It, it's so interesting. You're so right. And I think it, it's, it makes the movie news and here meet the movie press just go bonkers mm. because we're covering it because it is news. But you're right. Marvel started, I don't think they start, they started with let's make Iron Man good. Yeah. Which is the best way to approach it. Best anything. way to approach it. I mean, guys, I'm a writer. I love to write. And you, it takes, I mean, you got to work your ass off to get yeah. a good script. So, And then a director that understands the vision and can take it to the next yeah, level. Yeah, and then the collaboration. You're exactly right. You get a director. You get a star. You get blah, 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 all down the line. So it, it did seem, for DC, it seemed a little uh, premature. I, I, I loved Man of Steel. So I, did I. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was flawed, but I still, Definitely flawed. I loved the world that they created and mm -hmm. I loved the mood and that it felt Thank very you. different from the Marvel Universe. And I think that's really important. And I think Zack Snyder is going to do a great job again with, I, I think so too. With I, the darkness of Batman v Superman. Yeah. And that's why I have a lot of faith in this because mm -hmm. I know that they're kind of reverse engineering the Marvel yeah. formula by just kind of throwing everybody in there. At first, when they cast Ben Affleck, I, I didn't have a problem with Ben Affleck. I had a problem with throwing Batman in there yeah. because that's their that's their golden boy, right? Man of Steel didn't do Batman Dark numbers, Knight. Dark Knight numbers, yeah. um, because it's a separate, it's a different movie. Chris Nolan did a totally different thing. Now, Zack Snyder did a totally different thing, yeah. even though Chris Nolan was uh, EP on it. But to put Batman in there, it was like, oh, God, now what, the, what are they doing? Then, oh, then we got Cyborg. Then we got... Well, one thing that DC is doing well is cast, and I think that's Absolutely. something Marvel has been really, really vigilant about, is bringing in great cast that's right for the roles. I actually liked the the announcement for Ben Affleck. I think he's going to be a great Batman. Just that jawline. I'm so into it. I'm I mean, so into it. The jawline alone, the, the bottom half of his face is going to look great under that mask. But, he looks great. But I also, um, I like the fact that, you know, they've got Jesse Eisenberg, they've got Scoot McNary. They're, they're bringing in, like, real character actors yeah. that have that pack a punch that have yep. gravitas on screen and and my only casting foible that I think they made was Amy Adams for Lois Lane really maybe because I'm a brunette yeah and I feel like a brunette Lois Lane needs to be a brunette I, I think Amy Adams is one of the most talented actresses she, she is yeah I love her work I think she's great in the role I just don't I just maybe visually I was expecting someone else and maybe that's shallow of me I just felt like no, I, for, as Lois Lane I wanted someone different do you think I think she was underdeveloped in the script? Maybe that's part of the problem. I, I think she didn't have she enough was a to bit do. One note. Yeah. She was a bit one note. And Lois Lane, I mean, look, I go off of the Superman original movie, mm -hmm. and so it's hard for me to see anybody else but Margot Kidder because she kind of killed it. She was the per she I mean, well, we grew up on her also. I yeah. grew up on Margot Kidder and me too. I think she was fantastic mm -hmm. um in the part of Lois Lane for that era because I think now Yeah, she would, she would stick out like a sore thumb yeah. like that kind of version of Lois Lane. I don't know who could I don't know you guys, you tell us who would be your ideal Lois Lane, right? I'm so curious to hear what everybody has to yeah, say. Yeah, guys, that. drop something in. Um just uh tell us what you think of Amy Adams as Lois Lane. I actually uh, quite enjoyed her in the role and actually wanted her. I actually, when uh, they announced Superman, I made a list that I wrote on schmozno.com mm -hmm. about my picks for Lois and Lane. Like, and she you, was in there. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I think she does a good job. I yeah. just feel like, I don't know, maybe I had somebody, somebody different in my head. I don't know who that person is. Yeah, it's it's hard to say, but she's here to stay. And yeah, the DC shared universe, getting back to Ghostbusters, 
I think we're both in agreement. It's a little premature. It'll be interesting to see because if this female-driven Ghostbusters movie flops, I don't think it will, but if it does, you got some serious problems then, yeah. Sony. You're, you're not going to be able to create well, that shared universe. With announcing things too early. Exactly. So. so let me switch gears a little bit. What do you think of Dumbo? Live action Dumbo, Tim Burton. I have to talk about this, and then we're gonna we're gonna get to Star Wars, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that. But what it, I I just can't wrap my head around this because one I I'm I love hearing the Cinderella is great. Yeah. Okay. I love the Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. casting, and I think Beauty and the Beast is going to yeah, work Emma wonderfully. Emma I'm Watson. I'm gonna like it better than ever. People know this that I'm not a huge Beauty and the Beast fan, really? but I'm a huge Emma Watson fan. There you go. So I'm so excited to see her play the role of Belle because I think she's going to bring yeah so much depth and intelligence and grace to the role I'm that so happy. is needed for the role of Belle. Yeah, she's gonna be great. And I I just adore her mm. uh, as Hermione, and so to see her now turn into a beautiful woman, become yeah. Belle. It's perfect. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. I did like Malefic- uh, Maleficent, but I, I thought the the um, the liberties they took with the mythology was a little interesting. So but Dark for kids, too. Pretty I mean, dark for kids. The, you know, not to spoil it, but the scene where you know what happens to Maleficent to make her bad and mean. Right. I mean, it I wouldn't... surprised me. I don't I know like, if six-year-old me would be, like, cool with that. Yeah. I'd probably have nightmares. Yeah. But it, so, but it did well. So yeah, it did really well. It, so it looks like we are going to probably get every single animated Disney movie made into live action. Yeah. I mean, it just feels this way. Dun- when Dumbo came out, when they, when they said they were making a live action Dumbo, and it's, uh, it's written by Aaron Kruger, who wrote mm-hmm. Transformers 2... I believe and yeah. three, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people were like, "Oh, really?" You know, I'm not gonna. I mean, who knows? Y- you never know. It's- Christian said it well last night. Like, we can't really know until we see a trailer. But one of the things we talked about last night was uh, the fact that Dumbo is really a sad film. It, it is. It's very, very sad for most of you. I'm sure who've seen it when you were kids. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it left such an indelible impression on me. Yeah, and I don't know that when you make something like that live action you don't lose something in the translation a little bit from you yeah. know 2D to 3D. I hope they I hope they hit it hard because I think it's interesting what Disney did back with the in the Dumbo animated movie and then you have all these you hear about these elephants in captivity at the circus that do this that like the mother did yeah. you know rage and stampede and can actually kill people i i'm maybe i'm getting a little out there with no, this but... i actually think it's a huge aspect of the news um yeah. because it's been in the news that i think it's the ringling brothers or barnum and bailey have announced that they're going to be phasing out their elephant acts because they are so cruel i mean it's, guys it's it's I mean, awful have you people, seen these things people who do? follow me know i'm a big an- armchair animal rights activist yeah i'm a vegetarian i i'm not to be like earnest and standing on my soapbox but elephants are one of the most intelligent beautiful creatures on the planet and yeah. we have so mistreated and abused them please don't go to circuses yeah please don't like go to zoos where they're they aren't treating their animals properly and I think this is actually a good opportunity with Dumbo to raise awareness. Thank you. That's where I was going with this. And it go. also, no, and it, it, but to even think about what you're saying here, that feeling is now very universal. Mm-hmm. Not only with that, if you look at other, like SeaWorld. Yeah, look what Blackfish did. Blackfish did. So, you know, from there's the rights a, of orcas. Yeah. There, no, there's a, there's a, and now a very heated debate going on in, in certain sectors like this. And I'm mm-hmm. totally with you, Mary. Um, I, hate seeing these animals in captivity you look at SeaWorld. you look at ringling brothers barnum bailey right. and how are they going to base a movie around that i 
do they go into that? I think they should. I think they should, too. I don't think too. they should shy away because one of the things about the Dumbo, you know, it was of its time. It came out years and years and years ago. Yeah. But one of the things it does touch on is how poorly elephants are treated in the circus setting and how unnatural it is. Yeah. You know, and... um we see with like poachers, you know, mm-hmm. we're, they're, we're, I mean, maybe because I follow that news, I'm, I'm aware of how around it is and how, and we live in an age where everybody's sharing information. And so things are much more accessible and people have much more power now to make changes just by signing a petition. Yeah. You know, you have 250,000 signatures. That's, I think, what Blackfish did for the SeaWorld movement and the oh, anti-SeaWorld yeah. movement. And I think... It's so beautiful to see movies be able to have that. Granted, Blackfish is a documentary, but I do think that there is the opportunity to incite positive change with films. So Absolutely. And I, I would love to see them do that. I hope they do. I, I don't really look at Tim Burton as the man to do it, though. I mean, he's he's more of a yeah. lately for me. It's all about his visuals. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's more he's more reliant on like, look how kooky weird I am. This what is my you, opinion. What do you think of Big Eyes? Uh, you know, I haven't seen it. Mm. I need to see it. I, yeah. I, I've heard mixed things. Good? Bad? In your opinion? I was disappointed by it. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I thought that... Uh, I hear that more often than not. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought the world he created... He's, he's so good at creating worlds, you yeah. know? No, that's, um, yeah. No, that's... I got to hand it to there. I'm a huge fan of his just from growing up on, you know, Beetlejuice and yeah. Edward Scissorhands and all his great films. But I, I just felt like it was a missed opportunity. I felt like Christoph Waltz's character came off as almost a caricature, like so over the top. But I don't want to yeah. say too much because you haven't seen it. No, no, no. I that's want you okay. guys to form your own opinions. Yeah. Oh, we're getting applause, by the way, oh. uh, for our talk. The Cove. Oh, yeah, good the Lord, Cove guy. is a great call. Oh, the Cove. I know um, that that killed me. Yeah, that. If you guys, I mean, I know we've kind of veered off into animal rights here, but it's <laughs> sorry, I have a tendency to do that. No, and I'll go with you on that because it's it's. I mean, I'm a huge. I mean, everybody knows me out there. I have, uh, you know, I'm a professional photographer of my dog. I love him to death, and I love animals. Uh, and when I see this stuff, so I hope Dumbo maybe maybe will touch on it, and maybe maybe I don't know. The end. Dumbo flies off to. To Africa to, to live to live his life to live free to live I free. Know. I and just it's such a painful movie. I feel like one of the interesting reactions people have is like, I don't know if I want to go through that again. I you know, know right? It's like it's like Bambi. You know, like you don't know if you want to go through that. Are again. Are we going to get so a Bambi? Painful. Are we going to get a, a live action Bambi? Uh, I don't know. I, I think if Dumbo does really well, we might. I think we'll get a live action Bambi. I think. I mean, what else is on the docket? We'll probably get. Snow uh, White. Snow White, yeah. Although they did Snow White and the Huntsman, and that yeah, was... that that took the liberties just from the the grim fairy tale. But yeah. I, you know, who knows what else is out there? Little Mermaid. Oh, we are getting a Little Mermaid. I would love a live action. I just love Little Mermaid. Sophia Coppola is doing oh, a is? Little Mermaid, but based on the on Hans the Christian Anderson. It's much darker. Yeah, it is much darker. I hope they, yeah, I hope they make that. Dark. I'm sure That'd she's going to cool. make it dark. All right, we're we're uh, we're getting close to a sign off here, so let's just do it. Um, Mary the Jedi. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of the Star Wars uh, spinoff title, um, Rogue One? I really like it. Yeah. I really like Rogue One, and and I like the fact that I do think this is going to be a bounty hunter. I do too. I, I think people have been saying, well, it's called Rogue One. I think that's all the more reason why it's going to be a bounty hunter story because bounty hunters are rogues. I this yeah, you you said this last night, and mm-hmm. I loved what you said because oh, that's thanks. so true. Yeah. Just think of the title, guys, Rogue. Okay, I know that the rebels used those call signs. Um, I I think most famously in Empire Strikes Back, yeah. you know, Rogue One, where's your Rogue Rogue Squadron, where's mm-hmm. your, you know, exactly my and, favorite. Oh yeah, episode mine five, too. Yep. All day, all day, everyone. <laughs> episode five, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, so Rogue One is okay. We've heard the rumor. Have you heard the rumors of what it's about? Oh, yeah, we talked about it yeah, last we night. About uh, the Death Star plans. Um, they also uh, slash film. 
launched something last night that they saw concept art uh, from Rogue One. Uh, and they said something that just sticks with me that I don't like hearing. They said it looks like Halo video game, like the concept art. And I went, stop it. I don't want that. Yeah. That's not my Star Wars. You know, stay away from I keep getting Halo. mixed up between Episode Eight and Rogue One. Who's directing Rogue One? Rogue One is uh, Gareth Edwards. It's Gareth Edwards yeah, and Godzilla director. Ryan Johnson. Yes, yes. Um, well, I think one of the things that Gareth Edwards does well, mm-hmm. even with Godzilla, and some people hated this about Godzilla, but I liked the fact that he kind of kept things a mystery. Thank you. He did that with Monsters. I loved it beautifully. I thought. Oh, he, Monsters he, is one of. You know, he did the it best. on no money, yep. and he focused on character. He focused on tension. Yeah. And I think if he brings that. Aesthetic to Rogue One, I don't think it's going to look like a Halo video game. I think no. it's going to look cool and and interesting and mysterious, and and we'll see. We'll yeah. see what he does. Right? I'm hopeful. I am so hopeful. I but at the I same have a point, new hope. Just hey, that's <laughs> a Star Wars reference, everyone. <laughs> um, I have complete faith in Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Absolutely, I loved Godzilla. I know a lot of people are like Riley, you're crazy. That movie sucks. It was slow. Is this and it's like. No, I beg to differ. I thought it was it was so much like Jaws, mm-hmm. even to naming the character Brody. Yeah, for God's sakes, that was the biggest nod I liked to Godzilla. Jaws ever, and mm-hmm. it did. It worked for me because I loved it. Even when you see just the, the foot of Godzilla right. goes right at the monster, and then you cut to seeing it on the footage on the. I mean, he just was like, he just got me. He was like, "Come on, come on, play, come yeah. on, play." And then the end, you see everything, and that's where that that was it's a money shot for me. Yeah. I think that's nice too about Gareth Edwards is he doesn't underestimate the intelligence of his audience. And I think it's exciting to see a guy helming big blockbuster films mm-hmm. and not thinking he has to dumb them down. Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started. So oh. you, you don't have to dumb down your content to no. appeal to a broad audience. People are smart. They know what they want. They they understand good story. They understand good character. So. Yeah, and Disney is just killing it mm-hmm. right now. And they, like the Schmoes, we've talked about it before. When Disney bought Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. a lot of people said, oh my God, they're going to screw up Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is that possible? I mean, it's already kind of in the, in the shit can with the prequels. I know people love the prequels. I enjoy the prequels as well. I've changed my tune a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah the, Disney, what they do is they buy these properties because they're smart and they're big and they, they have the money to do it. And then they go, okay, great. Here you go. And they get these great people. Look at look at what they're doing. They got Gareth Edwards doing mm-hmm. Rogue One. They got Ryan Johnson yeah. doing Episode 8. I mean, I wrote – guys, go on schmozno.com. Uh, type in Ryan Johnson, R-I-A-N Johnson in the search and you will see my love letter to episode eight how perfect i I wrote like i think eight pages of just being like he's the best everybody i love him so much (laughs) it was awesome so um here's something i want to talk about uh where is it what if felicity jones is leia is that too much? Probably. So uh, says Alberto I Heisenberg. Think of that. Heisenberg. Yeah. I think about that. No, I don't. Guys, is I don't. I've heard this. The, these these rumors. I don't think so. I don't. I think it might be too confusing chronologically because yeah. you know the. I know it's a standalone, but I feel like I don't feel like they're going to make the standalones come at different time periods. Maybe they will. I don't know. They might. I just feel like because Carrie Fisher's back for episode seven. Yeah. I think it might be a bit confusing they might do it i don't they, know they might do she'd it. be a great leia but i don't i don't know if that's 
I'm kind of thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if she's the bounty hunter? Like that she's the the one. Yeah. She's the lead. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they might do that because, you know, it's been in the news a lot that women are underrepresented in films. And, yeah. and I think, you know, it's, there is a sea change coming. And I mm-hmm. think that there's a whole generation of actresses that are capable and wonderful. And maybe they're like, maybe she's. Maybe she's the lead bounty hunter. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I I would be up for any of that. Uh, maybe one of the first rebel pilots yeah. or a bounty hunter or, I, I don't know, a Luke Skywalker journey story. Who knows what yeah. it could be? I don't think it's Leia. I totally agree with you because how could chronologically, yes, I mean, it, yes, guys, it is seemingly in that time period right before, obviously, uh, Princess Leia has the, yeah. the plans and puts him in R2. Uh, however, I, I just don't, I think it would... I think it would muddle my Star Wars. It would muddle <laughs> it for me if I look at New Hope and I and it, it, if Felicity Jones turns out to be Leia. I don't think so, but if it were true, and then all of a sudden we watch that movie and then you watch New Hope and you have that backstory in your mind when you see Leia, I would just it would just it would fry my circuits. <laughs> I, I, it's I already do kind it. of frying my circuits. Yeah. I feel like maybe a, po- a potential thing is that maybe she has a torch. That's well, if they're talking about getting the plans. If, yeah. if that's true, then yeah, then they are changing the time frame. I don't know. It's a good question. It's a very good question. One for good speculation, mm-hmm. I think, because yeah, oh, I've got three shout outs now. Four Albert, <laughs> Albert two. Sorry, he's like the R two D two. I think. Um, yeah, guys, Rogue One can't wait for it. Uh, the the whole thing, you guys. When when I wrote the article about the breaking news yesterday, I I got immediately tweeted. Um, Oh, no bounty hunters then, huh? Guys, we don't know that. Like, seriously, go I back to Mary's point. It, you know, the rogue name, it, it means bounty hunter. They work for whoever pays them. Yep. I would love the spin of it to see the rebels get some bounty hunters mm-hmm. involved, be it Boba Fett. It, for me, now to go back cool. to my, to, a li- to reverse a little point, it would color my feelings on Boba Fett if he was working for the rebels in this, in Rogue One. And then later on in Empire, he's working for the Empire. Yeah. I mean, come on. That, that would give Boba Fett some layers right there. Yeah, for so sure. So I dig that. So, um, yeah, guys, Rogue One, it's happening. Do you, Mary, do you think that if these standalones do well, that they'll get sequels? And then continue I don't see that. Why not? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, contrary to what I feel about Ghostbusters, Star Wars has the probably like among the richest lore that it, of a non comic book based yeah. franchise, yeah. world universe. So I don't see why not. I mean, there's there. You know, didn't we talk about it last night that they're releasing twenty books between yeah. now and when Episode Seven is released in nine months from now? Twenty. That's. Insane, and, and it's supposed to all be taking place in between the events of Return of the Jedi and uh, and Force Awakens. Yeah, now, yeah, Force Awakens. So, I'm excited for that. I know there's some, yeah, I know there's uh, some kids books, uh, sticker one, books, sticker books. Um, mm-hmm. One of them too that I love, and it's a kids book. It's uh, a rebel pilot and an and a imperial officer fall in love. Mm. I love that star-crossed little, lovers, little Romeo and Juliet in space happening. I dig it. So I I'm gonna have to do some. Uh, uh, reading, I suppose, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Yeah, you're. You, there is such. I mean, we we haven't even gotten to Old Republic. I mean, yeah. I think that that. I think Disney is smart. Uh, not only doing these, and I hope they're not too reliant on the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also hope that they don't forget the prequels. I think it's important to remember them. I uh, think from a plot points 
view. I don't think they, I think they'll definitely rely on them because there's things that have happened in those movies that lead up. Yeah, it's canon. And I think that's why they did make that announcement of like, this is what's canon and this is not. They had to do that because it could get so messy and so unwieldy if they say, well, everything's up for grabs. Then it's just, it's huge. Yeah, then you're sitting here with Rogue One going, oh, well, isn't Mara Jade going to be in it? And and I actually heard somebody say, oh, you know, Felicity Jones is going to be Mara Jade. No. That's not going to happen. I think she's a totally original character. She might be tied to Rebels, uh, the, the animated show. Right. Christian says something. Hera. She might be Hera from Rebels. He loves Rebels. He loves Rebels. I'm I'm still trying to find the... Uh, I haven't on, even watched it. Yeah, too it's, many movies. I know. There's there's way the too much out there. So I'm just trying to squeeze House of Cards into my life. Uh, I know. I got to do that. <laughs> I got to... I think... And Game uh, of Thrones is coming. I'm like, ah! Yeah, I know. Oh, God. I got to catch up on Game of Thrones. So, mm-hmm. Well, it looks like... I think we need to end it there, guys, because I know you have a busy day. You got to get moving. Um, I got to get moving. And you guys, thank you so much for joining us on Meet the Movie Press here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Be sure and rate, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other shows. You got Profiles, Guilty Movie Pleasure, Mm -hmm. Box Office Breakdown, DC Movie News, Marvel Movie News, and of course, the main show. Um, You guys, thank you as always. Mary, where can the good people find you so they can can follow you? Yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Mary the Jedi. Um, I welcome your comments, your questions. You've all been wonderful to me, so thank you for that. Yeah, well, they they love you here. I mean, everybody, and I'm seeing a lot of uh, marriage proposals, guys. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I think she's I think she's taken. Yeah, and guys, you can find me at Riley around on Twitter. You can find me every day on schmozno.com. And you can also check out my new website, ICTheFrog.com. It's called, we, we look for the overlooked. So we, we find some of the best stuff out there that, that don't get a lot of uh, play, and we shine a spotlight on it. So check that cool. out. we got fun videos, original content, great articles. One of the articles I love is um, how Lincoln was a sequel to Time Cop. <laughs> check that out on ICTheFrog.com. And guys, Jeff Snyder will be back. He's going to piss off the jury today piss off the judge you'll probably get booted out of LA but he'll be back next week and uh, we'll see you then thanks as always for joining us see ya from producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek Christian Harloff and the entire Popcorn Talk Network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network